0: Hello everybody, I'm Pasha Marlowe, and this is the Let Pleasure Be The Measure podcast. I am thrilled to bring you today from my new digs and my new green screen in my new house, a new guest, Sophie Luxton. Sophie Luxton is the creator of the spiritual striptease and has declared herself, which I love, the mistress of epic self-care, where she breaks the good wife and good mother rules and teaches women to ask for what they want. And I spent the morning watching Sophie's um, videos and listening to a podcast of hers and we're very much aligned in this idea of um, sneaking pleasure into our days and finding pleasure even in the most challenging of days. So if anybody is out there listening, thinking you're gonna talk about pleasure today, have you seen my life? Like we understand mm-hmm. that. And so we'll probably get into um, to the shit and how we can sprinkle pleasure even into the shitty days. But I'm so yes. thrilled to uh, have you here, Sophie. <laughs> Thank you for, for coming today.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited. As we were talking before, it's um, you know, we're in the we're in the midst of still a shutdown here in Ontario and we have two kids at home online learning and stuff is hard. So it's like it couldn't be a more perfect time for to have this conversation and to be in this space. So thank you for inviting me.
0: You're welcome. I know it seems like the least pleasurable time. So why are we talking about pleasure at the least pleasurable time? And it's because, because we need to access that to keep our energy up and our fuel up mm-hmm. so that we can keep ourselves like sane <laughs> and alive yeah. so that we can yeah. also attempt to care for the other um, people in our lives and our clients and, and still serve people, which I think you and I both have a passion for.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I think... Um... I think what's interesting about the practice of pleasure, part of the learning about pleasure is, is, um, realizing that you will always fall back into the shit. Like there's no magic time where you're like, oh, I know pleasure. Like I wake up every day and my life is so pleasurable. No, it's like every day there's shit every day there's darkness And even if you're really good at pleasure, sometimes you just stay in the shit and you just stay in the darkness because it's really all you can do. And then sometimes as you practice, uh, you remember that it's going to make you feel better. And like you do a little reach and you're like, "Ah, I knew it. It it works, but it's um, that. The practice is about that journey and knowing that when you fall into the shit, because you'll always end up there again and again, because that's just life. The practice is like just being able to remind yourself like, ah, I know a secret way to get out of here.
0: Yeah, it feels like it does. It feels like a secret. It feels like a like a trick I've learned um, Mm -hmm. and a game that I play with myself. And and it's sometimes funny how little the things have to be, how scrappy yeah. you have to get. So speaking of shit th- today, the one thing that's worked was actually on the toilet. I was sitting on the toilet and <laughs> I was having a very shitty day. Um, like, like I wake up at five to drink my coffee before my people wake up yes. to, to, to have a day <laughs> and the <laughs> coffee maker broke. I didn't get my coffee and it was overflowing all over my new cabinets that we just moved into and the whole thing. Um, And I cried. I cried because the coffee maker broke and because it was the one thing that I'd come to rely upon to reset my damn day. And um, I could go on to the other things that happened after that, but nothing happened in the way it was supposed to and nothing went well. Mm. And uh, so finally, I got a chance to pee and I'm sitting on the toilet. And I'm wiping, and the toilet paper is very thin and very scratchy and not good toilet paper. I thought I was going to rip my labia. And I said, damn it. Like, I need to bring some scrappy pleasure into this day. And so we have good toilet paper in a closet for when guests come. And I said, fuck that. Like, it's 11 a.m. and I've been up since five and nothing's gone well. I was like having a panic attack. And I'm like, I'm going to go get the damn fluffy toilet paper. Yeah, And it changed. I'm not going to say it changed my day around because that's only like an hour ago, but it changed my attitude enough to come to you to talk about <laughs> pleasure. So I wouldn't be mad at you for, you know, attempting to talk about pleasure when I'm having such a shitty day. But, you know, if, if a you know piece of toilet paper can help, then that says something. It says that we have the ability to really look for it. And to set an intention, to set an intention to find it. And we always can. There's something. There's something.
1: Yeah. There's always something. And what I love about, and I didn't realize this until like my pleasure practice, my mistress of epic self care really started around motherhood and marriage. Mm -hmm. Because like everything I liked to do was gone. Everything that filled me up was gone. Everything that turned me on was gone. I like went from juicy, fun, creative life to like, oh my God, I do dishes and I do laundry <laughs> and I'm in the house all day and I take care of something. So that was what really propelled me into Epic Self-Care. Mm. And I didn't realize um, until a few years into my practice that there was this cool thing that happened with all the little things, like getting, I love that it's like the guest toilet paper. That's so good. Yeah. Getting, um, Getting the guest toilet paper is like, yes, of course, now it doesn't like rip your beautiful girl apart, feels better. But also it's this like feedback loop. Every time we do the first thing, it's like, oh, I am important. I am worthy. And sometimes it feels like the little things aren't big enough to to be important. But the way that they rewire our brains and then we start to look for like all the little ways it, it becomes um, I think in a, in a video I did at some point, I talked about it, like you orient towards the sun, right? Yes. So like if pleasure and if your self epic self care is the sun, like you, every little time you do something, you're facing the sun, you're orienting your whole world around stuff that's going to make you feel good and and putting yourself first, which is like, which I just, I'm like so crazy about, um, So that's the thing about the little things because sometimes they don't feel important. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, why the fuck am I going to waste my time getting like the guest toilet paper when really epic self-care should be like I'm going to Europe by myself. And it's like, yes, we want to go to Europe by ourselves, but also just get the toilet paper because it does, the little things also lead to the big things, right? It's like this beautiful machinery that like all the gears start turning and it creates its own momentum and it creates its own environment, which is like so hot and yummy.
0: Yes, I love that. And I, I heard the video you did about um, pleasure as an orientation. And I, I I love that. I love the imagery of even, you know, facing the sun. Because even if we're spending the day doing our taxes, you know, we can sit in a chair facing the full sink of dishes and the piles of laundry that seem to in- envelop my couch all the time. Mm. Or we could turn to the window and and attempt to feel a little bit of sun on our face. So we can always yeah. we can always make a choice within it. Even in um even in the hospital visits, I I say, can I wear a soft shirt to the hospital today? <laughs> so that while I'm in the MRI, <laughs> I have something to touch that's soft. Like, oh my goodness, we have to and it's work; it's a practice. Yes. Because if yes. we didn't have that orientation or practice, we would forget that we have this gift and ability to do so, and it's accessible to everybody. Um, and I'm so glad that you're out there teaching it, and I am, um, and that and that we're in the muck and we're in the shit, and we do yeah. get yeah. it. We have had loss and grief and rage and trauma and all the things. Um, and I'm and we're very privileged, I'm sure, too, com- compared yeah. to millions of people so it's we're just doing the best we can to offer this as a as a practice um, that that hopefully most people who are listening out there can access somehow today and every day
1: yeah and i think like i love first of all i just have to celebrate the fact that you were even thinking about like the shirt the top that might be pleasurable Um, it is so beautiful and it's so powerful because orienting towards pleasure also gets us out of the victim. Like the victim is such a fucking killer. My victim is, um, huge resistance, rebellion, refusal. I, um, I can get so mired in the victim. Like the reason I'm not where I want to be is because of, and like the list goes on and it can be a paralyzing state. And, um, Reaching for pleasure takes a woman out of the victim yeah. and into her power, like yeah. just her power to shift her life. Yeah. And um, again, it's like a tiny little thing. Like, you could have also sat on that toilet and been like, fuck, I can't even believe we don't have decent toilet paper. Everything in this house sucks. I hate everybody in this house. My life is miserable. Everything's shit. Um, and, and, that could that would have been like the flavor of your day you're just the the victim of um and we're so good at victim because we have so many things to genuinely be pissed off about like there's so many there's so many things yeah um but it just bites us in the ass it just Mm -hmm. spends tons of time buddy so i like Mm -hmm. i um yeah i love that getting out of yeah victim like creating your own. It's like you're creating your own um, atmosphere. You're traveling with your own little atmosphere, which is so cool.
0: It's kind of an alternative reality. Um, I talk to other um, moms who are parenting either special needs kids or um, chronically ill children. And we talk about, oh my gosh, don't you love going to the dentist? It's like, it's like your mouth is open, but you don't have to talk and nobody's <laughs> asking you to say anything. And in the MRIs, like we get, it's like a nap, like, yes, it's noisy, yeah. but nobody's like sucking on our breasts or asking us for crackers. Like we can, <laughs> yes. this is, it's not the spa that we envisioned it would be, but, but we can, we have to, we have to find humor in it. So we, we go on to our groups and we're like, I get to go to the dentist today. <laughs> <laughs> I get to, I get to get IV treatment today and sit in a chair and nobody's going to ask me to get up and do laundry. And yeah. I'm like, this is hilarious <laughs> and so heartbreaking and so beautiful mm. um to be able to celebrate these tiny little wins. <laughs> it's so good.
1: Yeah. And um, <laughs> I love that. I actually remember with I guess two, two young kids. And my sister and I were talking about somehow we both had MRI appointments. And I was like, my, my MRI appointment is at 2am. And I just sat there and I just slept and it was so good. And that noise, it was just like a little lullaby. And my sister was like, I can't wait to go for my MRI. So um, I love that. And you made me think You made me think about when you said it's like this alternate reality that um, becoming so like the fact that, you know, that you like something soft against your skin. um, It's also this environment where a woman becomes so highly trained to know what she likes Mm -hmm. and know what she doesn't like, like she just starts to get really fucking specific which is um, great on both sides mm. because she knows what to say yes to yes. and she fucking knows what to say no to. Because yeah, she's like, you. oh, I actually can feel in my body. I can feel in my head. Like I can feel my brain, my spirit, all my parts are like, I don't like that anymore. Because I know now what it feels like to feel good. Yes. So now I have a new benchmark,
0: Yeah, right? Yes. It's like, it's really powerful stuff. Yeah, I yeah. love that. And do you refer to it as Mama Gina does? Who's uh, we we both have followed her work. She refers to it as a yeah. GPS, the the great pussy in the sky. You know, our inner knowing. Do you refer to that sense of knowing what you desire and what you don't desire as anything? Do you have a word for it?
1: I don't. I think for me, I love the I love the expression of um, being plugged in. Mm, and I okay. actually I I have this this image that works for me, which is like this woman. And um, she has all of these wires coming out of her. They're like plugs and she's just plugged in. She's like plugged into the people that she serves. She's plugged into her community. She's plugged into her children and everything is plugging out into mm. other things, yeah. into yeah. other people.
0: Yeah.
1: And then she unplugs everything and yeah. she plugs it all back into mm. herself. Ooh. And that is like, her core everything is still there community is still there husband wife children work but her her um she's the center she's the circle now and everything is outside of her yes and um so that for me is the image that works for me like this sense of i'm always plugged into myself first i'm the core everything mm. in my life
0: is is mm. comes off of that <laughs> I love that imagery and this like yeah. act of, um, you know, fierce rebellion and ep- whether you call it epic self-love or heroic self-love or whatever, yeah. like to rip the cords off and to have that sense of freedom that we don't have to be oh. sucked on and depleted at all from all angles at all times. And, and to be able to say no to the very small, I mean, used to I, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to, you know, be active in the school and active in the community and all the committees. I'm, I'm so far from that. I'm, I'm like, I just want to be of service to the people in my house right now, but to be (laughs) able to say, no, you know, no, I'm not going to make chicken nuggets and broccoli tonight. Actually all I'm gonna do is the chicken nuggets. Yep. That's all I'm gonna do. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Vegetables will be for tomorrow. We'll do we'll definitely do vegetables tomorrow. (laughs)
0: And that's my limit. Yeah. 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 (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um and it's so like I also love when a woman says no to me. Mm. When Mm. a woman's like so I'm I'm promoting a course right now on how to ask your partner for what you want, which is like, it's so it's so mind-blowing. It's so powerful. I'm obsessed with it. I'm loving it. And um, I reached out to a woman who thought might be interested, a few women. And um, a few of them came back and said, I like, I just have a lot on my plate right now. Love what you're doing, but I got to say no. And I'm like, oh, it's so good to hear a woman say no. no. Um, especially when she says, it's just not something that I want to do right now. You're like, Oh my God, we're allowed to do that. We are allowed. Yeah. Like, I didn't know I got the handbook for what it was to be a woman. I thought we had to say yes to everything. I thought saying no was like hurtful to other people and like the world would fall apart. And, um, people are going to think I'm an asshole because I don't want to be on student on school council. Um, And this is how like the sisterhood, you know, speaking of Mama Jean, this is how the sisterhood works. When we, when we share our no's, like when we say no to each other, when we say yes to each other, Mm. it's like, Oh, I'm allowed to do that. Okay. Mm. There is another story of what it is to be woman. There's another story. What Mm -hmm. I got is one story, Mm -hmm. but I don't want it. I want to see the other story. And, um, which is why, like, I know, you know, this, all this work, like how you have your community of other moms, like to do it in sisterhood is just the way it has to be. Cause it's too fucking hard to do on our own. It's, it's like not even doable on our own.
0: No, not at all. And I love that. I think um, a mutual friend and coach of ours, Megan, Joe Wilson um, taught me the empowered. No, she, you know, mm. you could say no to this coaching program or to this opportunity, but is it because you're um, is it because you're scared or you think you're not worthy or is it because right now it's not in service to you and you're giving yeah. and empowered? No. And uh, so, yeah, I, I, lo- I love that practice and it's hard. It's hard to yeah. say uh, no. And it's something yeah. that, that I'm certainly learning as a um, chronic people pleaser. Um, and, and yet as I get older, I think you're turning 50 this year too, right? I am. I am. So I'm 50 as well. I'm turning actually 51 at the end of the year. And something clicked when I turned 50. I don't know why I said, oh, I'm halfway done. Because that's actually pretty optimistic. But nonetheless, (laughs) I thought in my head, oh, I'm halfway cooked and I'm still (laughs) people-pleasing. When am I going to stop that shit? And so I started to say no. I started to take myself off off committees, look at my you know to-do list and say, what is this really necessary, all this, mm. you know, um, mm-hmm. and then just get down to the, the basics. Um, It doesn't look like that from the outset because people are like, well, if you're really trying to simplify and just survive the day and take care of your kid, like, why are you publishing three podcasts a week? And <laughs> I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but this is my pleasure. Like I'm talking yeah. to an adult right now about pleasure. Like that's awesome cuz as soon as i go in the house i'm holding hair back to vomit and smelling diarrhea and doing medicine. Yes. I will do that a lot. Yes. Enough. And yes. no. This hour i'm going to talk about
1: closure. <laughs> oh, I just love that. I love that. I celebrate you so much and that is so hot and beautiful.
0: <laughs> so your spiritual striptease um mm. Is it, does it have anything to, I'm just going to ask the questions that people are thinking. Does it have anything to do with actually stripping and taking off your clothes?
1: Yes and no. Okay. Um, We use clothing as Mm -hmm. a way to play even more with expression and how our bodies feel. Mm -hmm. There is something that is incredibly um, transformational about the removal of clothing. What's different about spiritual striptease is it's all for the self. Mm. It's like, cause we have, we have so much, we have so much stuff about stripping, right? It's like, oh my God, I could never strip. Um, I'm not hot enough to strip. I'm not the right size to strip. Like I'm not sexy enough to strip. Who am I stripping for? I is I already feel stressed out and like I'm failing. So spiritual striptease takes all of that away because it's all about the woman and her experience. Like, the way that she gets um, pleasure from being in her own skin and feeling her own body move. Mm. And um, the striptease part, there's so many deep elements of it. Okay. So let's just, do do you want to do a little, little demo?
0: Sure.
1: Okay. (laughs) So (laughs) there's many ways that striptease can feel. Okay. One is this, um, this idea that the removal of clothes is the removal of something. Mm. It's like the way that we shed a skin we don't want anymore. It's the way that we practice being vulnerable and showing a part of ourselves. So, yes, it's clothing, but it's also symbolic. So, if we were to just, um, so I know we both have kind of little hem lines here. Mm -hmm. So if you were just to put your fingers on your hemline and kind of drag your fingers and just feel the softness of your skin and where your skin and the clothing meet. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then maybe think about um, what it would be like, and let's just close our eyes here and we'll keep our fingers moving. And if you just let your head drop back a little bit, just to where it's comfortable. So your throat, is open and then let's just snake our fingers underneath our hem a little bit more and just so slowly just pull down. And it's almost like our skin is so sensitive that we can feel this new air Mm -hmm. on the skin that was covered. And just like, what might that be that's being removed? Mm-hmm. That's being slowly taken off, and we feel also our our the way that our shirt might pull differently against our skin as we pull down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. That's nice. that is mini spiritual striptease. It's right. like, so do we get naked? No. Can you get naked if you want to? Absolutely. Is getting naked transformational yes do you need to do it at any time no in fact spiritual stripteases is is like practice of a woman being able to say her as you said her empowered no in every moment and her empowered yes in every moment she's always like where am i okay i'm here i know i'm here no i want this no i want this mm-hmm.
0: it's it's and it's fascinating when you start and i haven't done a um mindful touch or spiritual striptease experience in oh, years, Um that it's like, what am I, sc- you start to feel the resistance, like, oh, shit, yeah. she's going to ask me to take the the strap down my shoulder. Why is that scary? Oh, come on, yeah. Pasha, it's just a strap. It's just <laughs> a shoulder. You're like,
1: <laughs> yeah. like all yeah. the
0: stuff, you know, um and so what's your, uh, tool or trick to quiet the mind and stay present with the sensation?
1: Hmm. I think the um, one principle of of spiritual striptease is to go slow. Hmm. The trick about going slow is that there's no hiding when we go hmm. slow. But what it does allow us to do is to just remain present um, and to know what's going on with us. And to never need to move faster than we want, to never mm-hmm. need to make decisions faster than we want. For example, you could be like, oh, I don't know why this is freaking me out, taking off my bra straps. Like I have all this shit in my head about like all these memories or things I've seen in movies or experiences I've had or things like that. But the good news is we get to go so slowly that maybe you never move it. You mm-hmm. never feel an ounce of pressure to ever move it. Right. But then after five minutes, you might be like, oh it kind of feels like I like the way oh okay that's interesting Mm -hmm. so when we go slow we get on our time I think so much of our resistance comes from this very genuine place where we're always being asked to be on somebody else's time and to fit into somebody else's um Mm. definition it's like I I you know, it's like um, the woman that you were talking to, who I re- Laura. Yeah. She was like Morris it's him. like getting it's like getting somebody else's menu.
0: Yes.
1: So so often we get somebody else's timing, somebody else's expectation. And in spiritual striptease with the slowness, it's like, ah, oh, this is me. I mm-hmm. get to decide when. I get mm-hmm. to decide how. I get to decide if. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we get into that space, Sometimes we discover that we actually want to go a lot farther than we thought we did because we're in charge now. Right. And that's
0: so you're empowering, it's really good. You're empowering women to do this um, on their own without somebody witnessing them. um, Because I'm thinking about, well, I would do it if I, you know, had to report back to a group and tell them how it went or like getting that external (laughs) validation. Like, do I have to have a picture of it to show them I really did it? Like I would almost sometimes feel like the, that I wasn't doing it right until somebody said, no, you did it right, you did a good job. So getting through that, do you you encourage women to do this on their own and then not um, bring it back into a group uh, dynamic? Is it just a solo experience? So the way that I do it is we always do it in a group.
1: Okay. And of course now we're virtual. Mm -hmm. And um, my invitation is always like, if you want to do this entire two hour class with your camera off, you're fucking perfect. If you want to do this entire class with your camera on, it's fucking perfect. If you like started with your camera off, but now you want it on or you started on or you want it off, like just you're in charge. You do whatever you want. And Sometimes what happens is um, there is a magic in being witnessed. Mm -hmm. There is a magic in witnessing, especially Mm -hmm. towards the end of the session, because we have all changed the standards for how we are, right? So when you come in and I spent like 20 years doing like sexy choreography, like I did bachelorette parties, I did workshops, I... Like I did a million pussycat dolls choreography and the standard was you do the moves and there is this, and it was super fun, but it wasn't deep enough for me at some point. So right at the beginning, we set this standard that a woman in all of her shit is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. A woman in her shutdown and her resistance and her not wanting to move her bra strap, a fucking millimeter is perfection. Mm-hmm. And because we change the standard of how we're viewing ourselves and each other, then we get to witness and be witnessed in a way that is like so real, yes. so authentic, yes. so beautiful. It's like we change all the fucking rules at the beginning. So, um, so it becomes a, a beautiful experience to be like, oh, now I see myself this way. And oh my God, Now I see you that way. And oh my God, now you see me that way. And we Mm -hmm. see each other that way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is, which is when you create this moment where you have women of, of all different sizes and shapes in Mm -hmm. various stages of nudity or undress, but they are just all lit up and you're like, this is what it is. Oh my God. Again, it's, this is the story I want. Mm-hmm. I got this other story, which is bullshit. This is the real story.
0: Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. It sounds like mm-hmm. such a safe, empathetic, liberating space that you, that you create for that to happen. And you say it's two hours. So that is a typical uh, spiritual striptease experience, two hours.
1: It is. So what I've done is weekend experiences, which I really like, because then we, on the Saturday, we get to have two classes. And one class is just a warm up. It's just Mm. the kind of like, again, it's we're plugging in. Mm -hmm. And then we have the strip tease element, which gets added on to the movement in the afternoon. Um, But I'm I'm having so much fun doing it that I one of my desires and something that I'm creating is a longer program because I can see all the ways that like when you get a taste of it, you're like oh no I want more this is this is how I want to know how to plug back in Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and and not just in two hours the cool thing about this practice and how I use it as epic self-care is like you can actually when you're super 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 fucking pissed off Mm -hmm. you can use Mm -hmm. moving your clothing and like kind of stripping off to like alchemize your rage. Yes. So it, like the movement and the music and the clothing can actually be a way that you are continually plugging into yourself. So not just like, oh, now I have two hours to like sit down and move to music. Like that's, <laughs> sometimes we have time to do that. But right. it's about um, what, what is the five minutes that I can do before getting on a call where I'm just here and I'm just Mm -hmm. in my body and I'm just plugged in. And maybe I'm just like pulling a little bit of my waistband down and it's not for anybody else. It's just for me to play in
0: my aliveness. Mm -hmm. And does the rage or the grief, whatever you're working through then become the turn on, as you mentioned, alchemizing it, yeah, you move through the rage, you move through the grief and then you get to the turn on um through it. Is that is that what you're saying?
1: Yeah, like it sounds like such bullshit and the and and the first time I experienced this I was on an S factor retreat with Sheila Kelly. And um we were meant to do this exercise of moving in grief. Like dancing in grief and I was like I can't like that just those don't two don't go together. Grief and crying to me is Sitting, um, rocking back and forth. That's how I like when I'm really heavy crying. That's what I do. It sobbing, and I'm I'm kind of stationary. I'm not moving anything, and I cry until I'm done, and then I get up and leave. So it was revolutionary for me to think about moving my body,
0: yes, while
1: sobbing. It was yeah. almost like I can't, I can't even. I don't know how to do that. And what happened was um, I went through movement from grief to Mm. joy Mm. and and it was after the death of my mother and I hadn't really expressed in it in that way and if you had said to me you know if you fully express your grief and you let it move through your body in movement you will end up in a place of rightness and a place of pleasure and joy I would have been like bullshit only because I'd never experienced it before Right. right yeah And. I think there's something about getting into like that, um, that body that lets a woman know that she is greater than any of it. Mm-hmm. Yes, the rage is real. Yes, the grief is real. But it is not all that we are. It is just something for now. Yes. And the 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 core of you is this aliveness. Is this vibrancy? Is this like? hot blooded juicy woman that is untouchable that never gets diminished Mm -hmm. but it can feel like it does because there's so much other heavy shit Mm -hmm. um so moving and dancing and like stripping out of a shirt when you're like I fucking hate online learning I fucking hate COVID you're like oh my god sorry I'm, I'm gonna I'll keep my clothes on um you're like I didn't even come up with a solution. I haven't even fixed COVID and I haven't fixed online learning and I'm back in control and I remember who I am and I'm plugged back into my vibrancy and my aliveness and I'm good.
0: Yes. Yeah. And do you, and I hear what you're saying. And it's a practice I've actually learned many years ago and I still have yet to fully, um, Feel safe enough in my body to express it through dance. I don't know why. It's something I'm working through because I've 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 been through these workshops where you work through um, and somatic healing with the with the anger and the grief and into the turn on and um, even yoga is hard for me right now because the grief is is very heavy. It feels too vulnerable yeah. to open up my heart to it fully, and so I find to transition my way back to that um through walking and sometimes even just weight lifting so it's still and i and sometimes i'm lifting weights i'm like why can't i just dance and then i lift the weights to music and like why isn't this dance can this be right now my dance can my dance be walking the damn dog or lifting the weights and then when i'm ready to move my hips or take off my strap and do the things and that, that I have to meet myself where I'm at and give myself yeah. the same grace that we would be giving our, our clients in these spaces right now, if they're going through grief or rage or whatever they're going through.
1: Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. That's exactly what it is. And you know what I would suggest just take out dancing and put in moving.
0: Mm, yes. So
1: for example, say we're listening to a song um, and I have songs on my playlist that will make me cry. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I need to fucking cry right now. And something's blocking me. I got a, I got a cry playlist. I have a rage playlist. Mm -hmm. I have the songs that turn me on Mm -hmm. because we need help sometimes, right. To pull Mm -hmm. like emotions out of us. And um, so say I'm listening to a grief song and like, for me, it's, I can already feel it actually this like tension in my chest when I think about that grief. Mm -hmm. So I'm listening to the song, and I'm just breathing. So I'm not staying in one still position. So I'm allowing it to move. And all I'm doing is like, for some reason, I have my hand on my chest. And I'm just moving my rib cage back and forward. Mm. And you know what, I'm fucking moving. I'm dancing. Mm. That to me is the dance. It's Mm -hmm. the dance of the body.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then maybe it would feel good like I don't know, to drop my head back because I feel like so fucking exhausted, so vulnerable. So like uh full surrender mm-hmm. or maybe I just want to drop my head because I'm feeling so protective. So like I have to close down. So like I need to go back into my own, like my own self. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm yeah. doing it.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I love that you hold space for those Um you know like microscopic <laughs> movements yeah. when i and the irony behind all this is of course i start each coaching session with dancing and i teach all the things that we're talking about but i understand where people can sometimes be stuck and so i said if your dance today is like your finger like your finger is going to do the dance you know it's like yeah. okay like let's, yeah. let's move something um sometimes we even just move our face like all of the muscles in our face, let's lift them up as high as we can. And now down as low as we can. That's that's movement. So, uh, so yeah, I love that you offer that, um, that patience and time and, and grace. Yes. Yeah. It's,
1: it's so important. And, and the cool thing about it is, I think dancing has so many labels. So we'll just like take dancing right off the table. And if we can, remember that we have these, like, we have creatures, like our bodies are creatures. We are creatures and creatures move. And so all of the moving is just innate. It's innate mm. in how we are in the world. Mm. And um, when we use this different measurement for the body, masculine measurements for the female body are like inches, and pounds and um ratios. Mm-hmm. The measurements that we have in spiritual striptease, which to me are the feminine measurements, are like, do I feel alive? Mm-hmm. And that's the, that's the measurement. Where am I on the aliveness scale? And even if I'm fucking pissed off, I can still be hundred percent alive. Yes. And even in my grief, I can be a hundred percent alive. And um, am I feeling like, am I just feeling myself and what's going on? And yes. so, because it's, again, it's like this idea of totally changing the standard of, mm-hmm. of, of, of woman. Mm -hmm. so we change the standard for measurement of the body because when we think dancing i think our measurement goes to like does it look good am Mm i hot do i know what i'm doing and it's just like we can just be like oh that's the bullshit measurement yeah i totally like i got that i know where it comes from we're all there i i am not alone but what would it feel like if i could try on this different these different measurements of um of where I want to be and how I want to be in my body, and um, it's just like—I I mean, you know—the work. It's like we're unlearning on one side and we're learning on the other, right? We're like breaking down shit on one side, we're building it up. We're like in the shit, we're reaching for our pleasure. We're in the dark, we're in the light. It's all the stuff
0: <laughs> every
1: day, every
0: day, every day. Yes, yeah. yes. It is. Yeah. I I think some day will it be ease will it not be so up and down and then i think i don't know will that feel like numbing out <laughs> and is being present to it and being alive this roller coaster where i'm yeah. kind of triaging every day it seems um and if that's life right now then i am very much alive and present to the chaos or to the roller coaster mm. or to whatever it is i'm defining it as that day um, yeah, yeah. Trying to trying to embrace that, not not make it look better or feel better, but trying to feel alive and vibrant in the depths of grief or in mm-hmm. the depths of rage. Like, look at me raging. This is what it looks like for a woman to be on the bathroom floor crying about coffee. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh my God. You know what? I so know how that hit you. Like I viscerally, I can, you're like, I can do it all. I can fucking do it all. I can take care of everybody. I can hold it together. All I need universe is a cup of fucking coffee and then I will conquer the world. But that's all I asked from you. And now, oh, I don't even, oh no, 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 no.
0: <laughs> it was a scene. And of course, it was my husband's fault. Like he, he broke the machine. And so I was going to divorce him. Like (laughs) it, like it was like the, the the morning got very ugly, very fast. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's, I'm so glad I could laugh at it because, um, because I, I could certainly um, hold a lot of uh, shame and regret around the morning. um, Now that I've had some coffee, um, which just allowed me to realize um, how um, well, burnt out, I suppose, or overwhelmed that I am, if, if that's my breaking point, like if it was that, because I think my husband at one point said, it's just coffee. And I think I screamed, it's not, it's a metaphor for how nothing <laughs> is going right I'm like screaming yeah. in the kitchen. He's like, I'm going to go to school now. <laughs> and it's like, he's a teacher. So it's PJ day at school, which is okay wonderfully endearing but the fact that he walked out the door not caring if he had a cup of coffee with his moose red and black color pjs on and he gets to leave and I get to stay without coffee to take care of the sick kid I'm like (laughs) this is not fair (laughs) (laughs) so back to the Charmin I I said the Charmin saved the day (laughs) that's right love it love it Oh my goodness. Yes. It's such a practice. And of course, as you say, it has to be done in sisterhood because we have to remind ourselves. I do this podcast often because I'm like, what's my work? Really? Is that what you chose? Interesting choice. And then I have a conversation like the one I'm having with you now. And it of course reminds me of the fact that it's life-saving, life-giving, pleasurable, fun. um, And and it always works. It always works once I'm reminded of it in the tiniest of ways. So yeah.
1: Yeah. It always works. That's so right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So if somebody wanted to do a spiritual strip tease or find out more about your epic self-care programs, how could they (laughs) reach you? So I do have an Instagram handle at juicy Sophie Luxton,
1: L-U-X-T-O-N. Um, and then I'm on Facebook. I'm on Facebook more often. And I have this amazing Facebook group called mistresses of epic self-care and, um, somebody could just email me Sophie at sophieluxon.com and say, let me know when your next spiritual strip tease. I really desire to make a juicy longer course of it. So that's kind of where my heart is taking me now. Um, yeah, so that's what I would say.
0: Excellent. I just joined yeah. your Facebook group this morning. Um, Yay. FX Healthcare one. Um, but yes, yeah, you're very easy to find on social media. And, um, I love that you called yourself the juicy Sophie Lux and, and, and do you ever wake up some morning to go, why did I call myself that? Like, really? Like how do you get through the mornings <laughs> where you're like, I got to live up to this name today. What am I going to do? That's juicy. Yeah. I, um, you know what I
1: find, I feel like even when I'm bitchy and shitty, uh, and pissed off which I am all the time I'm like a rager that's my default other people go to other things I go to rage so I can rage the, the fuck out of anything okay um, you know what there's still like you were saying the, the standard for me is like am I fully alive mm-hmm. so as soon as I put that up there it's like I just get juicy for me is being fully alive it doesn't always mean that I'm feeling like sexy and peachy and yummy although that is how I want to feel all, yes. a lot of, all of the time and it's how I feel a lot of the time but not all the time yes um but the juicy for me is like you know when you touch a piece of fruit and it's got weight to it and it's got a smell to it and it's like it's got this real um pulsing life to it that's yeah. the juiciness so that's really what I want to feel so even when Okay. Even when I'm pissed off and crying, I'm like, "Oh, I'm still, I'm still fully
0: alive. I'm still juicy. So juicy. Your blood is still flowing. Your heart's That's still right. beating. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so good. <laughs> I want to just have these conversations all day and not go back in. But I'm going in. Yeah. I'm going in. Going in. in. Going in. <laughs> I'm, I'm like scrubbing up, putting on the gloves.
1: <laughs> yeah. But now the mask, the I, I watch a lot of Grey's Anatomy right now. So I'm like, you're you're going into the OR.
0: I need a hazmat suit. I do. I do. <laughs> yes. Yes. But like and a thong underneath to remind me. I yeah. I don't Thongs for yeah, my crack. Right. I don't wear thongs. Um, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie, for a delightful mm. conversation and for reminding us of of what's always inside of us um that we can access um our, mm. our pleasure yes so yeah it was
1: so much. so in my pleasure and like as you said in um you know if we can have a call about spiritual striptease and pleasure and juiciness any fucking day it is a good day so so happy to
0: be here and thank you Thank you. It is a good day now. That's right. That's right. Um, So please reach out to Sophie Luxton, join her groups and learn all about her spiritual striptease and all of the goodness she's putting out, all the juicy goodness. Um, And if you'd like (laughs) to continue the conversation with me, feel free to reach out to me you can email me Pasha, at You can find me all over Facebook and Instagram at my name, Pasha Marlow, And I also offer a 30 minute free liberation call. So I love talking to you all, all the um, listeners out there and, and hearing your stories, your, all of them, all of them, the juicy ones, the heartbreaking ones, the messy ones, all of it, bring it on. Let's talk. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody for joining us. Have a pleasurable day.